Stages of labor, hormones of birth, and timing contractions are not the most important or effective ways to learn about physiologic birth. And chances are, you've learned some of that, and you still have questions about what to expect from birth. And these questions linger because the sources that are teaching childbirth preparation are only offering facts about labor and birth created to enable the medical system to justify the use of interventions to speed up labor despite the injuries experienced by mothers and the disruptions to the mother-baby bonding. Before birth became a medical procedure that needed these guidelines and metrics, women were shown physiologic birth instead of charts and graphs and tables. Today, we have the benefit of merging traditional physiologic birth knowledge with what is useful from research and evidence And this has been the key to helping my students and clients avoid things like tears and traumatic birth injuries and go on to have fulfilling natural births. If natural birth is calling you, merging traditional physiologic birth with learning modern knowledge may be the answer to your lingering questions. And you can begin the journey of seeing physiologic birth with a free class that will introduce you to the three P's of physiologic birth that help my students and clients avoid tearing in only 15 minutes so you will know why you can trust your body to give birth without injury. After watching this 15-minute video, you will know what physiologic birth really is and why learning the stages of labor, lists of hormones, and cervical dilation rates is just not enough, the most common points in labor where tissue damage tends to occur, and how to use the three Ps of physiology to prevent the causes of tears or episiotomies. And you will learn the difference between being 10 centimeters and being ready to push. After seeing the physiology in this way, one of my students, Sarah, said, simply mind-blowing. Thank you so much for sharing this information. I want to share this with all of the birth professionals that I have ever met, as it is so clear to me now how we have all been missing the big picture. And Cassie said, I took four courses, and yours is the one I walked away with feeling the most empowered. Very specifically, the physiologic birth part where you show the slides of where baby is. Having known what baby does in that dance with the pictures, just let me trust the process so I never felt worried. So if you'd like to learn more about what Sarah and Cassie are talking about, you can get started with this very special and unique physiologic birth training for free at naturalbirthcompass.com forward slash free class. I hope to see you there. Even though more people know about home birth today, when you're not from a family or circle of friends who have traveled that path, Talking about your choice to home birth can come with a lot of dread and frustration and leave you feeling unsupported and even judged for your choice. So what do you do when the important people in your life just don't understand why you would choose to home birth? Today I'm going to share my thoughts on how you can have better conversations with those in your life who just don't see eye to eye with your choices on the Journey to Birth podcast. So let's get started. Imagine transforming the anxiety the worry and uncertainty you have about your birth right now into the confidence and knowledge that will end everyone's questions about your natural birth and even have them asking you how you did it. Are you ready to stop imagining your wonderful birth and start preparing to experience it? Then you're in the right place. I'm Tristan, the creator of the Natural Birth Compass online childbirth education program, and I'm coming to your ears with perspectives of birth from across time and cultures to help you become more informed and confident in your birth. So grab your mug, fill it with your favorite tea, and let's begin the journey to birth. Pregnancy is such a special time in your life. There is no other time that you're this close to a human being than when you're pregnant. Well, except for when your mom was pregnant with you. 
during this time, you and your baby are only apart from one another by the four cell layers of your baby's placenta. It's no wonder that you want to do everything you can to keep your baby safe and ensure that they have the best departure from your womb that you can make possible. After all, they're incredibly comfortable in there, and it's the most protection that we can offer them. It gets a lot harder once they're on the outside. So with all that in mind, it's no wonder that those of us who mind a more holistically oriented lifestyle, we know that home birth is the easiest and most logical way to keep our precious gift safe. But even though we all understand that and it makes perfect sense to us coming from that mindset, the majority of the Western world just doesn't get it. They see home birth as dangerous. They see birthing moms as a sudden risk just waiting to happen. And maybe for the life of them, they just can't understand why you wouldn't want access to pain medication, just in case you need them. For many families choosing home birth, the conversation with certain people in their lives can get so heated, they just can't talk to them about their pregnancy or their birth at all. And this can create a really difficult situation, especially if it's someone who's close to you, like your mother or your sister because you probably really want to share this magical time with people that you're close with, with people that you love. But every time you talk, it's ruined by the anxiety and the frustration that builds up around the conversation that inevitably arises. The problems that lead to this are, one, most people are really misinformed about birth as a whole, but especially about home birth because of the media, by the medicalization of birth, and the belief that birth is a medical event. And two, people's own beliefs around birth that they've created from their own birth stories and the experiences that they've had, from what they were told by their birth providers during their pregnancy and their births, and the outcomes of their own births. And I don't want to discount anyone's birth experience. Of course, there are rare times that can require medical intervention in a small percentage of cases. But most of the things that people experience in their medically managed births I know that this next thing I'm going to say is going to rub some people the wrong way, and it might cause some defensive responses to arise. But I think that's okay, because first, we really, really need to change this paradigm if we ever want to demedicalize physiologic birth. And two, if you find yourself having a defensive response, I would really encourage you to explore where that's coming from. Why does it feel so true to you that the events of your birth really did require heroic interventions? And is it actually true? So I'm going to say it anyway, even knowing that some people are going to take a bit of offense to it. Most of the things that people experience in their medically managed births that caused them to honestly believe their care provider saved their life or their baby's life, those things were first caused by the care provider, who then had to clean up the problems that they made. And it won't look like this from the outside, which is why people really believe the heroics were necessary. It will look like it was the mom's fault, or the baby's fault, to those who really don't understand the traditional physiology of labor and birth. So you'll hear things like failure to progress, or the baby isn't handling labor so the baby's having heart decelerations, or your pelvis is too small and your baby's getting stuck. Now, I won't say that these things never ever happen. Sometimes, people get struck by lightning. Sometimes, Trains jump the track. Awful things do happen. That's just part of life. But not 30% of the time, not 40% of the time. We're talking about small percentages here. And we should be talking about small percentages in birth too. 
But people have these really scary words said to them, these images that get put in their mind, and that leads to really scary experiences. That probably didn't need to happen in the first place, but they did. And so the story, the belief that birth is dangerous and needs doctors, is really true for them. The scar is real, and the belief is too. And I think it's important that we hold compassion for families who've experienced these situations, and we understand where they come from when they pass what seems like judgment about your choices to do something different. And it is absolutely a judgment. We are humans, and we have to make judgments. It's been important for our survival. Judging the potential for a plant to be poisonous, judging whether we could spear an animal before it ran off or risk losing our spear, judging when to plant crops. Judging was and is a constant part of our lives as human beings, no matter how much we think we're free of judgment. So while your friends or family members may be causing you stress with their judgment of your choices, chances are it's because they really care about you and your baby and they're genuinely concerned that you are doing something risky. Now for you, that can feel like they don't trust you to make the right choices for your baby. It can feel like they think that you're being reckless or even selfish, or they're being patronizing. Because what they don't see is that what you're choosing is what feels safest for you and your baby. Because your level of knowledge about the system of birth is much different than theirs. They believe birth itself is the thing to fear. But you might believe interventions that disrupt birth are the things to fear. And this knowledge gap can be so big that not only are you on two different sides of the gap, you may not even be looking at the same gap. Knowing that they just don't know what you know, they only know what they've learned from their experiences or by the mainstream narrative that's influenced their beliefs about the safety of birth, that's important to keep in mind. And once you know where they're coming from, you have a choice in how you respond and how you let their words and judgments and fears impact you. We talk about this a lot in our childbirth preparation course, the Natural Birth Compass Program, where we get pretty deep into the discussion about the importance of emotions and reactions in life and especially in birth. Because as my students get immersed in the pattern of nature and they see how that is what guides birth exactly as it was meant to unfold, and they learn the traditional knowledge that midwives used to hold when they attended birth without interventions, without disturbing the mother in birth for any reason, except in extremely unusual circumstances. As they see how perfectly the design of birth is when time is respected, when their space is respected, when they're deeply connected to their birth partner, when they connect with their own intuition and instincts and become illuminated by their own inner knowing. When they hit that point in their education where there's no going back to how you used to live, when life becomes so much more rich and exciting because they see how they are a part of the great web of life and how the earth and the sun and the moon and even the trees and the birds are offering lessons all the time, birth is just a part of who they are now and there's no medicalization about it. They become so aware of the beauty and power of birth that the words of others that say anything to the otherwise, well, they just don't mean anything anymore because they're just not true. They don't fit the natural cycle of nature. So they're an anomaly, and anomalies are rare. So they can take these words that they hear and instead of frustration and anger, they can turn them into compassion and understanding because they hold a sacred knowledge that no one can take away. Another thing to help those around you who are responding to your choice with fear or question 
is to share the facts. We know people love to hear facts. I would even say my observations are that the more disconnected someone is from their own intuition, the more they crave facts and information. I even see this a lot among home birthers who are investigating every aspect of birth, trying to memorize all the information they can about birth, thinking that's what makes them prepared. When really, your inner knowing is what ultimately guides you through birth. Because it comes from a blend of seeing the cycle of nature that guides our lives, the 24-hour sun cycle, the 28-day moon cycle, the yearly seasonal cycle, and all the myriad other cycles that we live every day without even thinking about it or really understanding it. But when you blend that ancestral level knowledge with information, authentic and real physiology, not the filtered physiology of today, then you realize everything you need to know is already in your deepest inner knowing. You just have to wake it up. But when it comes to your friends and family, you might have to settle for sharing the facts. Things like, we know that prenatal care is the most important factor in determining who will have a better birth outcome and who provides more in-depth and thorough prenatal care than a home birth midwife. A good and authentic home birth midwife spends nearly an hour with you, ensuring you're getting the nurturing and the nourishment that you need from your relationship with her, from your relationship with your birth partner, from your food, and all the aspects of your life. And often, they share more information about health and well-being. And yes, it's true, midwives usually work more with low-risk women. But one could equally say that midwives are also why more women stay low-risk. Now, if we juxtapose that with the average experience of care from an OB, now I know there are some exceptional OBs out there. We might call them honorary midwives. But on average, women spend less than 15 minutes at an appointment, and it's focused on their physical status, ruling out any potential problems, rarely talking about how she's doing on any other level but the physical, nothing that really promotes true well-being. So if prenatal care is the number one determinant of a healthy birth outcome, why wouldn't midwifery care be seen as the gold star choice, as the most elevated choice a family could make? Why are we continuing to follow the outdated model of medical care on something that isn't medical, especially if we know it might be causing harm? We also know that families who are prepared for birth have the most successful home births. Those who are knowledgeable in their prenatal care and the normal physiology of birth, so they know exactly what care they need and don't need for their entire spectrum of care. Because education is really key to shifting our understanding of birth. So if you're taking a good childbirth education course, invite your friend or family member to join in for some part of it if possible, or at least share what you're learning so they can understand why you view birth the way that you do and why your birth experience and where your baby comes into the world matters so much. Of course, this might be easier if you're doing an online childbirth course rather than an in-person one, but try the best you can to share what you're learning about physiology and how the home environment makes a difference in how birth unfolds. If that's not possible, you could always try recommending books, podcasts, or YouTube videos that you found helpful, but I really don't find that this is the most motivating for people to do on their own. It's so much better if you can go together. And then if you try these things and you really still can't find a place to agree to understand each other's thoughts, opinions, and judgments, and it's causing you a lot of stress in your pregnancy, it might be best on your overall stress level to agree to not discuss your pregnancy or birth at all, even if that means you don't get to spend this time together. Stress is harmful on a pregnancy and a baby in many ways, so the more you can limit unnecessary stress in your life, 
the better your overall health will be. If this happens, make sure you find other people you do connect with that can help elevate you and share this magical time. We only have so many days to spend enjoying pregnancy and celebrating the gift of holding your little one only four cell layers away, and you should spend it in joy and gratitude. So to sum this all up, when you're having trouble communicating about your choice to home birth with someone who's important to you, first, it's important to step back and acknowledge their story. Where has their own experience in birth taken them, and how has that shaped their beliefs about birth? It's also important to really understand that you have choice in everything you do, even in how you respond to their words and their judgments. You might need to explore why their opinions are causing you this level of emotion. What's the actual trigger under the surface? Is it lack of trust in you? Are you feeling patronized? Chances are there is something deeper than the birth itself. And when you find it, you can let them continue to cause you anger and frustration or you can turn those emotions into compassion and understanding. After all, most likely, this person really cares about you and your baby and honestly has fears. It's just that their fears are based on their beliefs, not reality. If at all possible, invite them into your education experience so they can learn to see birth differently and maybe even shift some of their beliefs, or at least question them. And if you really can't find a way to feel supported in their presence, and you feel the stress of it is too much for your pregnancy, then find alternate ways to get the support and elevation to really be able to find joy in your pregnancy and in preparing for your upcoming birth. I hope that these tips are helpful, and I would love to hear what works for you or how you're managing these questions and conversations in your pregnancy journey. You can email me your stories at info at naturalbirthcompass.com or reach out on social media at naturalbirthcompass. I would love to share a conversation with you. As always, wishing you a wonderful journey to birth. Thank you for listening and being open to new perspectives as we spend this time together. As always, let me know how I can support your journey. If you have topics you want to hear about, guests you'd like to hear from, questions or comments to share, let me know. This podcast is always transforming and you can help shape it into something that helps thousands of families have the best pregnancy, birth, and transition into parenthood possible by leaving a comment or a review or sharing this podcast with others in your life who will benefit from our discussions. Find me on the socials at Natural Birth Compass or email me at info at naturalbirthcompass.com and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on our next episode. Wishing you a wonderful journey to birth.